everybody. Welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It is your only very interesting 18-minute podcast in the spa channel. And I have a really interesting guest today. We're going all the way from Phoenix to New York City. I have Jen Tenzer with me. She is the founder of The Soloist. It's a travel company. And it, you know spa and travel go hand in hand. And in full disclosure, her dad is a good friend of mine and I love him to death. And that's why I'm talking to Jen also today, but you're gonna love her by the time we're done. Welcome, Jen, how are you? Hi, Alan, thank you so much for having me, I'm doing well. Good, you know, well, I'm sorry we never got together. I was in New York for IECSC about, uh, I don't know, three weeks ago or whatever it is. And New York City, I told you, it's one of my favorite towns on the face of the earth. I mean, if you're a walker, and you like street food and other stuff, you cannot beat New York City. How long have you been living there? I agree. I've been there about 12 years now, and I just love New York because it feels like you can travel abroad without leaving the city, you know, and try all of these different ethnic cuisines and restaurants. There's just such a buzz about it. Yeah, I love it. I'm New York's one of those towns where you can just decide as you're walking down the street to turn into a restaurant and you're probably fine regardless of where it is uh, that you're going. I had missed that part in Minneapolis because it was so cold in the winters. They built all the skyways and then all those street stores disappeared. So there was a plus and a minus. You got to be inside, but um, lost a lot of its New York kitsch living in the Minneapolis. But now I'm in Arizona and that's past tense, you know. Uh, what, what brought you to New York City? Originally finance, you know, it's, it's the finance capital of the world really. And right out of college, I went into investment banking and Wall Street was the place to be if you wanna go into that industry. Um, so that's where I spent, you know, the majority of my career life thus far was in finance in New York. Wonderful. And why are you, we're going to talk about your new gig, but why are you not in finance anymore? I just, you know, I got to a place in my career, I had really risen through the ranks and was doing very well. And it just kind of hit me all at once that like the rest of my life would be spent in that career. Something about reaching a more senior level, it felt more permanent. And I had this realization that you know, I just don't think this, this is truly aligned with where my passions are, what I want to be doing and how I want to be spending my time every day. And I had like a third life, midlife crisis at that point and did some soul searching. And I just kept coming back to travel and wanting to start my own travel company. Good. You, it's funny. Okay. My listeners, you can't see Jennifer, but she looks like she's about 18, even though this is her third midlife crisis. Okay. So you use, you use some buzzwords I love. Okay, you talked about passion and realization, right? So I'm going to ask you about this in a minute. My friends, I've, I've sold, um, Kathy and I have sold three companies to equity groups. And my friends keep saying, retire and play more golf. And I say, I am retired. I'm working in retirement because I've never felt like I've worked very much over the 33 years I've been in the greater spa wellness uh, channel. So when you, when you tell me, you know, you were having this realization, you wanted something that you were more passionate about, it totally resonates with me. I mean, being stuck in a job where you go, not that you were stuck, but where you're going, okay, there's more to fulfill me uh, than what I'm doing. So what, 
What was the tipping point where you said, I'm done, I'm moving on, I got something else I want to do? The last year that I was in that career, I was really stressed out all the time. And I just started thinking, like, do I really want to be this stressed out all the time? And if I am going to be this stressed out all the time, is this how I want to be spending my time? Um, some of that emotional stress was manifesting physically. I was getting really sick and I'm not the type of person who gets sick very often. So that was, you know, a little bit alarming. Um, despite the fact that I might look 18, I'm getting to an age where, you know, I want to settle down and I want to have kids. And I would look at some of the senior women who are in similar roles to me who had kids and, um, you know, the relationships that they had with those kids and, and their overall lifestyle and how present they were within their family, you know, just didn't really align with how I wanted to be present within my own future family. And so some of those things were all just coming together. And that was kind of the tipping point for me. Um, friends, by the way, go to um, Jen's website. It's The Soloist. That's the word solo, S-O-L-O-I-S-T, thesoloist.travel. It's a great website. And that homepage picture, you're in Red Rock somewhere. Where are you? That is in Valley of Fire State Park outside of Las Vegas. Yes, Valley of Fire. Been there for concerts as well. It's an amazing place. So gorgeous. It's Just beautiful. don't go in July or August. That's all. <laughs> right? Agreed. Or you have to go at 5.30 in the morning and get off the mountain by 8.30 or 9, right? Um, yeah. I'm glad you're finding your passion. So let's talk about travel because for those of us in the spa and wellness, we're looking at spas across the globe. I've got a whole list of, I haven't been here yet, but I'm going to get here. And it always means getting on an airplane and going somewhere. So what led you to start the soloist and it, describe what the company is, please. Sure. So the soloist is a solo travel company. It's geared primarily at solo female travelers. And I offer one-on-one -on -one travel planning services. I have a blog with tons of resources on it and an Instagram page with a lot of resources. And I'm also hoping to offer small group luxury retreats as well, where solo female travelers can come together, um, go to spas and, you know, and indulge in other wellness activities. The reason that I started this company and why I'm so passionate about solo travel is that when I was in that finance career, I was grinding a lot, working a ton of hours. I didn't have a lot of time to myself. And every so often when I did get a chance to take a vacation, most of the time, especially because I was single at the time, I didn't really have friends who could necessarily just hop on a plane with me at will whenever I could and go travel the world. And so I decided to go solo. And so I went for pretty practical reasons alone. But through those experiences, I just had such amazing, life-changing adventures on my own. I met so many people. I did all of these fantastic activities. And I came back with a ton of confidence, you know, knowing that I could just travel across the world and get home safe and sound all on my own was really empowering to me. And when I would tell some of my friends back home about my experiences, they were just, you know, befuddled. They just thought I was nuts. Like, how could you possibly do this alone? And I, I just wanted to inspire them and support others who are interested in having similar experiences and realize that it's not crazy. It's not off the wall. It's really doable. And I'm here to be your one-on-one -on -one support 
holding your hand through that process. So there's so many places to travel in the world. I know you've been to a bunch of them, but what do you do when someone says, hey, I want to go to XYZ country and you've never been there? How does that work? So that does obviously happen. Um, first off, you know, I'm open about the fact that I haven't been there. Um, I'll often talk to friends or my boyfriend has also been to a ton of places. So I like to canvas other people that I know that are also seasoned travelers, and ask them for their recommendations and opinions. And then I just do a ton of research, you know, the same way that I would for myself anytime that I go to a new country. Um, and I always manage to have a fantastic experience. So it's really not that different. Can you discuss, um, it's a crazy world today. You said you go, you come back, you're always safe. How, what's the safety issue in traveling? And you, the soloist is, is mostly about single women, but you do men too, right? It's Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I plan for um, men and women. I definitely think that women are more fearful to travel solo for obvious reasons. Um, I think one society kind of makes us feel like it's not okay for us to be alone and like it's incredibly unsafe. And I also just think we are inherently more at risk. Um, but there are a lot of different precautions that we can take to make someone feel more comfortable and make sure they're in a safe situation. And that's also part of the service that I provide, which is that I'm available 24 seven during somebody's trip. So if they you know, need to reach out to someone, if they're feeling uncomfortable, I'm always there. Got it. Well, and you know, I'm in, a, in an industry that's 85% women. So women travel single all the time in our uh, business. And I, I mean, knock on wood, I've never heard of it being anything but get on the airplane, go travel somewhere, side trips, going hiking, went to the wineries first, then came to the conference, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I totally get it. How do they find, okay, we, we know you're at thesoloist.travel. Where do they find you on Instagram? It's a similar, it's at the soloist.travel. Got it. So at the soloist.travel. Perfect. Okay. And I bet you're getting a lot of your travelers posting for you as well, right? Yeah. I love to share stories from my clients as they're in Portugal, in Costa Rica, in Spain, all over the world. Good. Okay. The next thing I want to chat with you about is starting a new business. Because I think for a lot of people, I have my job. I'm safe. I, I don't know what, I don't know how to get started. What was that? I'm getting started. I'm doing this business. Give us a little explanation of that. Absolutely. So it's kind of been a mixture of 90% just figuring things out on my own as I go. And then 10% investing in some online courses that made sense to ensure that I have the skill set that I need to embark on this new career in a new industry. Um, so to start, I just decided, okay, well, if I am going to have a business, I need to create a website and I need to register my business, you know, as an LLC. And then I figured I might as well start an Instagram since it's a consumer facing business. So those three steps, I kind of just took on my own um, and have, you know, been figuring out and learning a ton about things like SEO, and user design for websites and things like that on my own. And then as I went further down the rabbit hole, I realized, okay, I've traveled a ton, but 
there's something different about traveling yourself versus traveling on someone else's dollar. And I knew that that was a can of worms I had to open in terms of what are the risks and potential liabilities to myself and planning someone else's travel. Do I need a formal, you know, certification to be a travel agent? And so for something like that, I invested in a course to kind of teach me how to be a travel agent professionally. So it's really just been a mixture of, of, of self-taught and learning through some programs as well. Okay, so the internet's great for that today, right? The kind of things you're describing. I mean, you literally can find almost anything about anything on the web today. So that part is great. So you're a female-owned business. Was there any government help or anything, any way, any programs you reached out to to talk about getting financing to start your business? I have not, no. Um, and maybe I should pursue that. <laughs> Thus far, I've really just been um, bootstrapping my business. Got it. Okay. Oh, well, and there's never anything wrong with that. I've done a several of them that way. And I never, I never went asking for handouts either along the way. So, but you have a good grinder attitude. I always use that word in our industry. People are good grinders in our, in our business. They get up in the morning, they, they do their thing, they get dressed, they go to work, even though some of us are working from home still, but um, I've been talking to a lot of companies who are going back to the office literally is just starting uh, right now. So uh, knock on wood or something, hopefully that will continue and we'll be um, safe going down this road um, as well. Um, I want to go back to this because I think it's so critical. We started the conversation with this as well. I noticed in our wellness channel, people are very passionate about what they do. And they that, that yearn to serve others is Great. And you, that must have popped into your head somewhere along the way, right? It's really satisfying to, for you to send someone on a trip and they come home and they go, oh my God, Jen, best trip ever. I loved it. I, right? That makes my day. It really does. It fuels me. Well, in my world, that, that whole grasp of loving, I mean, I always say my hair is short for hereditary reasons. I didn't pull it out. But you've got to love uh, the, you got to love what you're doing today, or don't even bother going down that road, right? Okay, I had I told someone else who's a, a regular listener of podcast that I was going to do this with you, and they said, "Will you ask her what are the top two, five, eight, ten destinations where single female male travelers are going? They absolutely love. Can you share some of that?" Absolutely. Um... Within the U.S., especially if someone is interested in spa activities, Sedona, Arizona has been very popular. I would say outside the U.S., Costa Rica is a very popular destination. It's safe for solo female travelers. There's tons of activities to do, um, lots of yoga and wellness activities as well. Portugal has been a really hot destination this year. Um, I think travel tends to go in trends and that seems to be a, a hot spot right now and all over Europe, really, um, particularly Western Europe right now. Another destination that's been really popular is Bali. Um, there's some restrictions right now there with COVID, but that's a popular destination for solo female travelers. I, I really think it's just anywhere that has one, an established tourism infrastructure in place. Two is a place that culturally really respects women. And three 
Um, you know, things like crime rates are relatively low. Those are kind of like the three things that I look to converge. Yeah, well, you're living in New York City, so it's hard to think about going to Costa Rica being safer than New York City, but discussion for another day. Okay, I want to ask a couple <laughs> quick things. So you said Sedona. I love Sedona. We have a friend up there now. Kathy and I have done some staycations up at Enchantment down in uh, Boynton uh, Canyon. They're rebuilding the Miyamo Spa. It is a magically gorgeous place. I'm going to give you one caveat to that. People always go, oh, the vortex, the energy vortex. And I'm always a fan of thinking, you know, the energy vortex is wherever you are that you're happy in your life, right? So you don't need to Definitely. travel to Sedona for the vortex if you're happy being in New York or Cave Creek, Arizona. But there is something very special about being in um, Sedona. So I love that one. Costa Rica has always been a great destination and super easy to get to, right? There's flights from everywhere to Costa Rica. Yeah, there's a lot of direct flights, even from New York. Yeah, um, Portugal. So I have some friends in our industry who are thinking about being expats in Portugal. Have you heard that that's a new destination for Americans who want to retire or just hang out? Absolutely. I think, you know, I don't know all the specifics, but I think the... Um, the visa application process is very American friendly for expats right now in Portugal. I think they're encouraging a lot of Americans um, to live and move there. And if I may personally add, they have amazing wine and great golf courses. So two other reasons to go to uh, Portugal. And lastly, um, Bali, Tahiti. So what, what's the difference and why go to Bali versus Tahiti? I know it's kind of the same part of the world and it's islands. I think Tahiti is particularly geared towards honeymooners. Um, Bali, so there's there's a lot of activities, but there's it's primarily just amazing resorts, you know, overwater bungalows and things like that. And so it's great if you just want to relax and have, you know, a very chill vacation. I think on the flip side, Bali has a little bit more to offer. Um, there's a ton of digital nomads and expats there right now. There is spa and, and luxury resorts, but there's also a ton of activities. Surfing is very popular there, um, scuba diving. I think there's a little bit, there's a little bit more to do. And um, culturally, it's a little bit more rich. There's a lot of temples and things like that. Okay, so even though I'm not single and Kathy and I want to go to Bali, you're going to plan our trip for us, right? I would love to. <laughs> All right, you got a deal. We've been speaking today with Jen Tenzer. She is the founder of... And you can find her at the soloist, S-O-L-O-I-S-T dot travel. She works out of New York and is found somewhere traveling the world all the time. Jen, I'm, it's so much fun. I can't wait to hear more about your uh, trips and your travel. It's one of the favorite things for me in my life. And I know it is uh, for a lot of other people. So thank you for sharing today. Thank you so much for having me on. This was fun. A pleasure. Friends, remember, please be kind to one another.